0: Welcome to the Scrum.org Community
1: Podcast, a podcast from the home of Scrum. In this podcast, we feature professional Scrum trainers and other Scrum practitioners sharing their stories and experiences to help learn from the experience of others. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Scrum.org Community Podcast. Uh, my name is Dave West, a CEO at Scrum.org and the host of today's podcast. I'm very po- fortunate to have a fantastic professional Scrum trainer here with me, um, Shirley Santiago. Um, welcome, Shirley, to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Dave. It's my honor to be here as one of your guests. I'm excited to share with you uh, anything under the sun, uh, maybe I can share my experiences today with you and the community who are listening.
1: Great. That's what we're That's what we hoping for. And thank you for spending the time with us today. So let's just kick this off really, really simply. Could you perhaps just give our, for our listeners a little bit of an introduction for yourself and, and share a fun fact, you know, a fun fact just to sort of connect you to our audience, Shirley.
0: All right. Um, I'm Shirley, I'm based here in the Philippines. Um, I'm one of the scrum.org professional scrum trainers. By profession, I I used to work in the IT industry for more than two decades. Um, Right now, I have my own company, Agile Code Consulting, working with different organizations in Asia and also in the Middle East, helping them with organizational agility. Um, I have two kids, um, and uh, I work with my husband also in our consulting
1: firm. So what about a fun fact, Shelley? What would, uh, what would surprise our, our listeners?
0: I used to be a karate do black belter back in the day. So when I was in high school and college, uh, I played Arnis, um, martial arts sticks, and also karate do.
1: <laughs> Not a Thousands. lot of people
0: know about that.
1: I, well, I didn't know about it. Shelley, and I've known you for five years or so. So that that is a surprise. I guess there's a lot of parallels that maybe we'll, we'll talk about later between learning something in, in that way, when it's some sort of martial arts, some sort of uh, technique like that, and the practice of uh, of agility, particularly around the discipline and uh, and the continuous learning. But, I, but that's not what we're here to talk about, uh, though we may possibly talk about it a little bit. Um, so, you, you've got your PST today, training throughout um, the Philippines, Asia, uh, sometimes the Middle East, teaching people about agility, helping them with their journeys, transformations, etc. But how did you get to this point? You know, you were in IT, you're in technology. How did, can you tell me the journey? Tell, I, I think our listeners would love to hear your journey because, um, you know, I think it's a, a little bit uh, um, inspirational.
0: All right, so in 2007, I was working in a consulting firm. And that's where I first able to, to practice being a Scrum Master. And I really like the, the experience coming from mostly traditional product development. So I got interested in Scrum and how, how it, the, the attributes of Scrum that can make organizations successful. So that was in 2007, and then sometime in 2013, I I attended a formal training in Scrum, and uh, I really got interested. And when I I said during that time that when I go back to work, I'm going to teach my colleagues. So all throughout the training, that's that's what I had in mind, and uh, I jot down a lot of notes and. Truthfully, when I I, uh, go back to work, I had some sessions with um, my current team at that time. And I did brown bag sessions. I I taught them about what I've learned from the formal training. And my hope at that time was how we um, we can teach our other colleagues who are interested in this new kind of mindset. So that was in 2013. 2014, after doing a lot of um, sharing, knowledge sharing with my colleagues, and usually we do it after office. So 6 to 9 p.m., I will transfer to another building and then teach my teach my peers. And uh, it started to become popular in our organization and um more and more are registering to this um, knowledge sharing sessions and uh in to, 2014 i i found out the, the scrum.org uh, website and the opportunity to become a professional scrum trainer and so uh, at that time i i tried to look at what are the requirements um and i thought that i i um, i fit some of those requirements to become a PST. So I submitted my application. Um, The director, Daphne Harris, reached out to me and said that um, I can start with my journey. And then she also introduced me to a mentor. Um, Her name is Jill Graves, and uh, she's one of the female PSTs who are very, um, very supportive in having more women in the PSD community. And I believe at that time, we were there were only s- around seven female PSDs yeah. when I started. And so she helped me with my journey. Um, I also attended the professional scrum master train the trainer in Stuttgart, Germany. My trainer at that time was uh, Gunther Verheyen, um, who eventually became my mentor, one of my mentors as well. Um, who helped me through my journey because the be, becoming a PST is a, a long journey uh, for some people it can be shorter but in my case it was long um, I had to work through a lot of um, um, different steps on how I can also develop because I, I wasn't a trainer really I I was an architect in my organization I didn't have any experience teaching people rather than the after work hours um, knowledge sharing so i went through the process Um, i also um, took some other certifications at scrum.org that helped me become better in terms of scrum knowledge so i took other certifications like product owner uh, professional scrum developer and then um, there were mentors who I met during my journey. Um, another mentor of mine was Peter Gotts, and he was just there to to support me along the way. Uh, Jill Graves was still there, checking checking me whether oh, have you done your peer review, um, have you taken the next step uh, that is being asked. So they were there, being very supportive. And uh, in two thousand seventeen. I became um, one of the professional scrum trainers. I remember I was around 172 (laughs) when I entered and there were, I think there were less than 20 female PSTs at that time. And I was so grateful when I got um, accepted by the community. And um, I think I'm very privileged to be part of of this group, not of this. Book, no, of this well, I, think,
1: no, I think we're very privileged to have you. I just want to sort of mm-hmm. grind that back. That was quite a long, long journey and quite quite a few steps along the way. Uh, you know, it's great to hear about you know, the mentoring and the coaching from our and the support that, that you got from the community for that journey, which I think, which is a fantastic, um, a fantastic message. But I just want to go back to that bit about why Scrum? Why professional Scrum? Why you, you were working away doing things probably or, or using traditional approaches. You were, you tried Scrum. You were using Scrum, and then why did it sort of? Wh- wh- why did it ignite this passion? Because you have invested thousands, <laughs> maybe tens of thousands of hours in learning about Scrum. You've been all over the world going to classes, meeting different Scrum practitioners. You know, you talked about Stuttgart. I've seen you here in, in Boston. You know, I've seen you in lots of different places actually. Um what what ignited that passion? Can you share that with me?
0: Um, why Scrum? Until now, I'm still discovering the reason why why Scrum can really help in organization and and why is it that Scrum helped me become very driven and motivated in my craft? Um, Scrum to me is more than a process. I think a big part of Scrum is the mindset and behavior shift, which I think is very important because not a lot of organizations understand that. Some think that Scrum is just a process and um, it's just just being used because they want to be agile. I even did some research and that's that's where um, my research is really anchored on. Um, So I'm researching on organizational agility, specifically what are the attributes of Scrum that helps organization in adopting agility. And I found three very important factors number one is scrum helps in innovation. So the frequent inspection, adaptation, creating transparency, I think that's one of the biggest factors in um, being an agile organization. So it motivates me that, you know, I can help um, support organizations in achieving that. Number two is the mindset and behavior. I think that Scrum Masters, for example, can influence a lot in shifting that mindset so that we achieve that paradigm shift coming from very traditional, going to value-driven type of product development. Number three that emerged in my research is for organization to create some alignment through goals and when you know that an organization is achieving what they set as their goal and you are part of that journey it's really very inspiring and motivating yeah. that you're able to contribute
1: yeah so, so
0: yeah
1: so let's just summarize that for our, for our listeners so you know the that everybody wants you talk about innovation but from a personal inside sort of perspective it's everybody wants to, the, the happiest times of my life is when I'm creating. I mean, I, you know, whatever that is, I, whether that's putting up a shelf, whether that's, you know, you know, that those moments of, of of creation. So that innovation element. The second one is about focusing on outcomes, not work, that mindset, that agile mindset kind of thing. And the third thing is around clearly connecting or not connecting but at least understanding the goals of why you're there that goal-driven kind of orientation and those three characteristics sort of like stood out for you and yeah. um and and it's interesting that what you said uh, shirley that you've only really realized that recently as you did more research into what actually does scrum you know you you'd start doing it it's almost as though you're doing a dance and until you till so somebody videos you dancing, you don't understand how it fits into everything, as as it were. So I think that's that's really interesting. Thank you for, for sharing that. So that you you felt this in this I don't want to say happiness, but this uh, this energy from Scrum, which has driven you uh, on on this on this journey. Uh, what do you tell me a little bit about um, where where it when you work with customers, where does it what's the biggest sort of like aha moment you that you, you like to get from your customers when they get those three things, or is it something else?
0: Well, I find a lot of fulfillment when I see the organizations I'm working with really getting it, not just because they want to follow a certain kind of process or framework. Um, but when I see organizations using scrum and really achieving what they want to do, um, meeting meeting yep. their goals, being able to move closer to their vision, I think that's very important for us professional scrum trainers when when we're part of of that kind of journey for
1: organizations. Yes, yeah, so they're starting to deliver value. They're starting to 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 fail. Feel- Um, Like they're actually making progress.
0: Making their customers happy with the services that they provide. So those are the the little things that we don't really realize, but it has a big impact to their organization and even to the society. Because a lot of organizations I'm working with right now are not just from the IT industry. About 80% of the clients I'm working with are non-IT banks insurance companies fuel energy pharmaceutical companies they're using scrum as part of the the as part of their way of achieving uh business agility
1: yeah yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense and it's it's when you uh have i personally when when i have have those moments with a client where all of those things that stopped them from, that they thought was stopping them from delivering stuff to their customers and amazing their customers, when those things fall away and they realize that ultimately that most of those things are artificial and the ones that aren't artificial, you can always work, have a good workaround, right? So uh, I think those moments are great. The, the, the last question that I just want to ask, because I want to keep this very focused. We could talk for hours, Shirley, but is around, that motivation to become a Pst you obviously you went to a class you've met some fabulous people on the way but you didn't know that when you decided that you wanted to be a professional scrum trainer what what was that you know in the same way as those three characteristics sort of like made you want to do scrum or fulfilled you and gave you this fire that's burnt so bright what why did you want to then, pivot that to be a trainer. You know, you were doing a great job scrum master and you could have carried on learning more about scrum, attending classes. Why the trainer element?
0: For being a trainer, um, there are three things that that come into my mind. Number one is the sense of purpose when I bring positive change to the people Mm. I work with, to my students and to their organization. So that's the first one second is when i can influence the the shift in paradigm the behavior No, it's hard to change and when you know that you are contributing because you are a trainer you're part of their um, you're part of the the learning and development in the organization or to an individual you know that you know i'm i'm being able to serve my purpose so that's connected to my first one Um, Number three is as a trainer, I can help in promoting a sense of community in scrum teams or even multiple scrum teams who are working together in developing product. So to me, those are very important things that helps me in uh, staying as a a professional scrum trainer and wanting to be able to promote more globally.
1: I love that element. That That's a surprising, something that I've learned since being the CEO at Scrum.org. I didn't realize the importance of community, of networks, of, I mean, I understood the importance to my, my network. Obviously, that's the reason why I'm here. I, I met Ken 20 something years ago, but I didn't ever really understand the, the power that trainers have creating these networks of change. And, and I think that's a really interesting element to the to 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 the motivation of becoming a tra- uh, becoming a trainer. Um, well, thank you very much for spending the time today, Shirley. Uh, thank you. I know it's 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 a time zones wise, it's always a challenge. Uh, so I appreciate you staying up late to talk to me and to record this for our, for our listeners. Um, uh, I guess the the takeaways that I would just like to send. That what i've learned is i really liked how you described how you described why scrum for you i love the thing about innovation or creating i think that's important i love that concentrating on um going from from work to outcomes and i i really like that focus on goals those those three things obviously come out very strongly in our classes but i think that i uh, i've not seen them written quite like that and that's certainly connected with me and i hope that did for you listeners as we uh, as we went through this podcast well thank you for your time Shirley have a fantastic rest of your day thank you for listening for those people that have that have dialed in and listened to today's um podcast i'm your host Dave West and i'm here with uh, Shirley Santiago uh from the from the Philippines talking about her journey thanks everybody
0: thanks everybody thank you Dave bye